0: And what is your plan?
1: Really just hope they don't know where we are.
0: Yes, well, about that. Amali, I need to speak with you. You just want me for my buddy.
1: Don't worry, you're not yeah, the so only Yes, and you just one. want us for our food and shelter. That's what symbiotic relationships are meant for.
2: I didn't notice you there. I know, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, what? I always love to see budding chemistry. This is, uh, this is good. This is good.
0: Oh, yes, chemistry. I'm sorry. What?
3: What's wrong?
1: But I'm also done sitting on my hands.
3: I'm just assuming you're right. That's saying a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get into a habit of that.
3: I can see this going one of several ways. Number one, you can train with me here. Or number two, you can learn on the field.
1: I will heed to whatever decision you make.
3: Wow, I actually was not expecting you to um to actually give me some say in this. Uh, let's get started then.
4: Welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles, Season 1, Episode 11. I am your host and game master. I am Snow, also known as Emily. Technically, no, again, I did it the wrong way. I'm Emily, also known as Snow. Thargol. I'm not really used to introducing myself with my actual, like, part of my name. It's kind of a weird thing. Anyway, so let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi,
1: I'm Quentin. I'm a player in the TGC universe. I normally am the GM of SAO. But right now, I'm just playing Charles Smoot, 56-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in New York. Kind of thrusted into this uh, wild landscape, trying to figure out what happened to his family. Uh, My name's Zach. I'll be playing good old Alfred Kenneth Mest. And uh, we're going to learn a few things today. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'll be playing Finavir Avere, a bard seeking profit. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I will be playing Alan Taylor. The inconsistently accented countryman from Ohio.
4: The training with Amali went about as smoothly as one could expect. Except with, you know, two party members almost knocking each other out and another switching sides with the enemy. Besides that, it was all good.
1: Almost. Well... I I, I definitely knocked someone out.
4: (laughs) Uh, Hypothetically knocked out, really. And then it started to rain. And not just a slight trickle, but a downpour as thunder rolled across the sky... Amali quickly ran back outside because you all are back inside the building at this point. And you guys looking out the window, you could see him run to the side of the house and come back out, rolling several large barrels, which he promptly sat upright and removed the lids. And he comes back inside and he is now drenched. And you are all inside at this point.
1: So would someone have come to collect Smoot? Because you would
4: not have fallen asleep outside at this point.
1: Uh, it started was, raining
4: like pretty much as soon as you guys went inside. He
1: was literally exhausted, which you have to sleep to remove. Uh, I would have dragged you inside because uh, Finavir has been quite anxiously awaiting the rain. Do, do you have the strength to drag him? Uh, yeah. Um. As long as I don't have my backpack, it's uh four or eight times your carry weight. So there's no way. It's four times to drag. Yeah.
4: So hold on, I want to back up for a second because I didn't realize that you were already outside, Quentin. Mm-hmm. So before Finavir, you would have dragged him in, you would have been inside. It's already started to do a downpour. He's outside getting woken up by the rain. So you're outside in the rain, you've fallen asleep, and you feel it start pounding against your face, and you wake up, and you feel the cold rain wash over your skin, and as it does... You notice that the itchiness you had been feeling and trying to ignore most of the day fades away, and it's strangely therapeutic. Just
1: takes his shirt off and kind of just stands looking up at the sky. For the viewers at home, uh, what's Amali's shirt situation?
4: Amali Mm. is soaked, uh, you know, drenched all the way through. You can see, I don't know.
1: Amali, you, me, wet t-shirt contest right now. (laughs) Uh...
0: (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Where am I supposed to go with that? Let me. <laughs> Just, see. Let me I'm, talk I'm pretty
1: about sure Amali that. wins because if if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, he was described as well-toned, and as far as I know, Smook has like somewhat of a dad bod. No, yeah. <laughs> don't you know that's in season now? It's true. Is okay. it fall probably.
4: So, like I said, Amali went and he rolled these barrels over to the house. He is drenched when he comes inside the house. Uh, there is no fire lit. You're starting to feel a bit chilled because of the rain outside. Smoot, are you still outside now, standing in the rain, enjoying it?
1: Oh, yeah. If no one's come to collect me, I'm just standing out there, just chilling. I'm making some hot tea.
4: Okay. How are you making hot tea?
1: I'm using my hot stone to make wish tea. It's not actual tea. I'm just brewing hot water and making it taste a little different with digitation.
4: Okay. So, David is just kind of sitting in the kitchen with, I guess, Alfred?
1: Sure. Alan will search the room for pre-cut firewood.
4: As you walk in through the door, you see that just beyond the fireplace, against the wall, there is uh, several stacks of wood cut that you can go and pull some wood out.
1: I'm going to build a hardy fire.
4: A hardy fire? Okay. Do you have flint and steel?
1: I'm going to look for some. Wait, no. Wait, I have the lighter. You do have a lighter. I have a lighter. All right. Let's see if it has fuel.
4: (laughs) Uh, roll a D6 for me. Actually, no, A uh, roll Roll a D12. Never mind. We'll do it that way. Pan. Pan, okay. So you flick on the lighter, and you do see that the flame billows out, and essentially you would have 10 uses left from this lighter.
1: Cool. I will use one of them to light the fire that I've built. All right. In the fireplace, of course.
4: <laughs> I'm glad you specified, because no. I, I was afraid. No, I know you're smart enough he, to do that. You just built it in the middle of the living room. So essentially... Alan builds up this fire, and it does seem to warm the place up rather quickly. The fire blazes to life, and the room is now very well lit. The sky is darkened outside. You hear thunder rolling ahead, and essentially, uh, you guys are all fatigued. So, if there's anything else you wanted to do for the day, you could. Otherwise, uh, let me know.
1: I figure it's a good time, so I've been meaning to do this for a while. I will Collect everyone's gear, including the cracked uh, spear of uh, Taylor's, and I will cracked. spend. It never cracked. It made a cracking Ooh, noise. Yeah, it did. It, uh, well, yeah. the handle did. I thought yeah. the tip of it cracked a little. No, but we tip were in didn't the fight get with the The tip got a oh, bird. It got like chipped. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. It cracked. Uh, I I would imagine to take a few hours. I'm gonna maintenance everyone's gear. I'll patch holes if possible. I do I, you I have, have, have the men-
4: materials for that?
1: I have a sewing needle as material and the spell mending.
4: Okay. You only have so much thread to use for that.
1: Oh, it... I mean, he also has a cloth that he well, purchased. Well, I, I... have a long... So, long spool of thread.
4: Okay. Uh, it depends on how many cuts are in it, but everyone's gear appears to be fine at this point. It's all relatively new. There's nothing really to be repaired right now.
1: Okay. And in that case, I'll at very least uh, use a whetstone on the, uh, uh, anything with a blade. Real quick. Yeah. Did Marnie leave?
4: Marnie left a while ago. Okay. Yeah, she's already she's already gone. She left while you guys were in the middle of your training.
1: Cool. Smoot would probably have just stand outside for like 10, 15 minutes before coming in and taking a proper sleep somewhere.
4: Okay, so you're soaked.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: You're drenched. Okay, so you just... I would
1: probably warm up by the fire Okay. and fall asleep near it.
4: Amali is also warming himself by the fire,
3: and he looks at you, Alan, and he says, Thanks for doing that.
1: Just like Mazel would still...
3: Uh, I I guess. I, I don't know.
1: Pretty sure any fireplace is just a fireplace. They're all the same.
4: Amalia looks at you all, and he just pauses, and he says, Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing any more training today. We're going back out. Uh, he walks by you, Finn, and he puts his hand on your shoulder uh, as he looks and turns at everybody and just says, Rest up. And then he goes over to the corner where he has his bedroll laid out, and he just takes off his shirt, takes off his pants, and lays down. Not all the way nude. Like, it, he's still got underwear on, essentially. Kelsey just blushes.
1: Smoot would also. Like I said, he already has his shirt off, so he'd be airing that out by the, the fireplace.
4: Roll A will save for me. 13. You had been able to ignore mo- the itching for most of the day, avoiding scratching at the spots that you had already scratched at earlier. But Where if,
1: was that centralized round mostly?
4: Mostly your back. But you do find the heat from the fire is gnawing at that spot and it's causing you to have this insatiable urge to scratch them and it overwhelms you and you start itching.
1: Found it all. Mast. I-, I would go over and find Alfred. What? Ah, uh, d- You went with Marnie. Did she have like any anti-itch cream or something? I might have gotten poison ivy in the forest. It's on my back. Can you take a look at
2: it? I, I mean, sure. I can take a look here. That's what you get for sleeping outside all the time.
1: And you get that beer belly by staying indoors in the city all the time.
2: He pats his belly. I'm pretty proud of this because, you know, okay, I hate, That's not very nice food. I'm not running outside again, but that's not very nice. I like my belly the way it is. And I like
1: sleeping outside the way it is.
2: Well, then don't complain about getting poison ivy.
1: Do I need to roll anything to check his itch?
4: You can roll a perception as long as he takes the shirt off.
1: My shirt's been off.
4: It is off? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm it's been sorry. been off.
1: I told you I was airing it up by the fire. Oh, this is 10.
4: You see that on his back that there are some red streaks as if he's been scratching at that spot recently, and it appears to be very irritated. Some parts of the skin seem to be also kind of peeling at this point from him scratching, and it's like almost bl- not bloody, but it's getting it's underneath.
1: The has uh, the- you're
4: Digging into the, um, from the epidermis down into the dermis of the skin.
1: Yeah. So it's got, like, the, I can't think of what it's called, but there's, like, a fluid that your skin secretes, secretes when you get a cut that's not, like, actually.
4: serous fluids. Yeah. Kelsey walks over and looks, um, that doesn't look like poison ivy, Mr. Smoot.
1: Well, I could tell you if I could see it, but it's on my back.
4: Amali sits up and he says, I have a mirror.
1: Sure. Where is it at?
4: It's, uh, he goes into his pack and he pulls it out. A small
3: 8-inch by 8-inch mirror. Mm. What? I... I'm,
1: I mean, you're not wrong. You have a mirror.
3: Cece has a larger one in her room, but I don't think you should go up there right now.
1: Fair enough. Just, just hold it over my shoulder and kind of angle it downward so I can see. Real quick. Yeah. Um, as Amali's sitting up, I'm going to look for a blanket and cover him because there is a lady present. You would see one atop my back. uh, Sorry, backpack. I will will grab it.
4: So as you're looking around, you do see that Finnevere's bag does have blankets and other things on on top of it tied down very securely. You also see that Amali appears to have a stash of blankets and bedrolls and other things off to the side of the room just underneath of a window where there appears to be a shelving unit. As well as off in the corner, you see a chest and more wood and also a weapons rack.
1: I will grab one of the blankets from the bundle Mm -hmm. and walk over to Amali as Mm -hmm. he's sitting up Yeah, and put it on his shoulder and say, cover yourself up. There's Uh, a lady present.
4: He looks over at Kelsey and you see him quickly turn and he's like, I'm sorry, you're right. And he ties the blanket around his waist walks over to you, Smoot, and he holds the mirror down as you instructed him to. Uh,
1: Knowledge nature, I would assume, to to tell if it's poison ivy or not. Hmm. Eleven.
4: You're having a reaction to something, definitely, but you can't tell if it's poison ivy, especially because of all the scratching, because when you were asleep, you also had been rubbing your back up against the tree, and you were finding some relief with that, but you scratch your back up so much, it's almost impossible to tell what the source would be from.
1: Amali, do you have anything... There, is poison ivy still a thing in your forest?
3: Uh, yeah, still a thing. Yeah. I. I mean, ha- it's 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 always been a thing. I'm I just guess. making sure.
1: I'm just making. You never know. I, Plan, I mean, plans not, change. I, That's not, all I'm saying.
3: I I mean, I can only say that I'm I'm not really from. Never mind.
1: Is there anything else you might know that can be in the forest that would cause itching like this?
3: I'm not an herbalist. Marnie would know. Uh. Or, Alfred, didn't you study with Marnie a little?
1: Yes. He already took a look at it and he had no idea.
3: I honestly don't know what to tell you then. Uh, sometimes. Uh, hold on. And he goes back over to his bag, leans down, and he starts
4: rifling through, and he pulls out a small tin canister that's round, and he
3: unscrews the cap, he walks it back over to you, and he says, Turn around, i this might help. Okay. I'm not going to put it on any of the uh, open wounds because that's not a good idea.
1: Alright, what is this stuff? Snake oil?
3: No. Okay.
1: Making sure.
4: It, it's just Juniper. Oh, all right. So he takes his fingers, he rubs it through this gooey substance, and he rubs it on your back.
1: Oh, yeah. that That's the good stuff.
3: He stops. Could you not I say mean, that? I mean... In that way?
1: I... How else do you want me to phrase it? It's relieving my itching pain. I don't know what you want from me.
3: It was just an interesting turn of phrase, I suppose.
1: Hurry up. Lather me up. I don't care if it stings a little. Smoot, you're making the man uncomfortable. Well, I'm already uncomfortable. He might as well share in my he, pain.
4: He walks over to Alfred and
3: he shoves it in your hands. It, it's yours now. Take. I, I don't want this. <laughs>
4: Come on,
1: Alfred.
3: I don't want it either. I, I'll i take it.
1: I, I'll I will take the cup and begin applying it to Smoot's back. But when I first start applying it, the first touch will be a slap.
2: Oh, <laughs> Ooh, um...
1: That, that might itch, So, like, itch the itch spots. Not so like That a might hard feel slap. good. That not, might feel better. Not like a hard slap, but like a... Question, would that do any non-lethal damage? No. Okay, just clarifying.
4: It, it was a... It's basically like that, but it stings when he does that, because he's hitting on some of the spots that have been rubbed raw. Hey,
1: oh watch it. That, that's not the good stuff. You need to go easy. Maybe don't be so rude, and what I'll be more gentle from then on.
4: All right, all right okay so you guys are putting you're putting this on his back and it's still very raw but you feel some relief from the ointment that's been put on your back so the rain goes on for hours and it seemingly does not stop eventually each of you just resigns themselves to sitting down in a corner david pulls out some playing cards at one point
1: uh at, at after some time i would Uh, Mess probably would have gone upstairs to check on Cece.
4: So you went upstairs and...
1: And I'll take a turn when he's done, if that's okay. Smoot, much like myself, is very soothed by the sound of rain. Passes out almost immediately. As soon as the ointment's on and the itching is reduced, he would just curl up by the fire and he's out. I'll, I'll put a blanket on top of Smoot as well.
4: Okay. You go upstairs and Cece is lying in her bed. You can see that... Her positioning... Actually, you haven't been upstairs yet. She, You can see that Marnie has worked a little bit up here. She actually s- appears to have sat her a little bit more upright in the bed and adjusted her position. The wound has been dressed, and you actually see that her arm has been put in a sling, almost, uh, to secure it more so at this point. And okay. she is still asleep.
1: All right. My curiosity has been sated. I'll head back downstairs once I've checked on her and whatnot, so...
4: So you head back downstairs. Would Alfred go into the kitchen and make more potions?
1: He he probably wouldn't have been too exhausted from the training, seeing as he more or less just threw rocks and had a spear thrown at him.
4: Your character's a little sore. Everyone is yeah. fatigued. You'd have to rest eight hours to, be unfi- to no longer be fatigued. Fatigue uh, does not affect... Wh- what time of day is it? It is late afternoon at this point, but it is dark out, and you can't really tell too much, like, exact time, because you haven't really figured out.
1: Okay, so I could theoretically probably do, like, one or two potions and still get an eight-hour rest. Mm-hmm. In that case, I'm going to work on making some, some more uh, Cure Light Wounds potions.
4: So you are able to do so. You're able to make your potions uh, make sure that you mark down your use of components. While you're in the kitchen, why don't you roll a perception check for me?
1: We should. Is going to be a 14.
4: Um, While you're in the kitchen, you notice that there are a number of... So one of the seats is kind of blocked a little bit by some sacks of flour, uh, but they've just kind of been there sitting and you haven't seen anybody move them. Uh, You see that the oven was not cleaned properly as well uh, from Fenavir making his pancakes in the morning.
1: How dare he?
4: How dare he? Yeah.
1: He made them in the oven? It's a little bit messy. He made them on
4: the oven, on on the stovetop, basically.
1: Uh, Are are there any, like, cleaning supplies or anything around the... Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, rags. And there's a bucket of water.
1: While he's waiting for the potions to distill, I guess he would probably clean up the stovetop at least.
4: Mm, brownie
2: points, I love it. David is watching you. That's yes, right. You clean. That is a good thing.
4: It is good for the soul to clean.
1: I'm curious. Do they have a loaf of soap?
4: A loaf of soap? <laughs> no, I'm... but there's a loaf of bread. Uh, David pulls out some playing cards. Uh, anybody want to play? Sure. Amale sits up. What? What kind of game?
2: Blackjack, solitaire.
1: Strip Solitaire boca? is more of a solo game.
2: We could play. Name. Now hear me out here. Strip poker. Kelsey just says, no, 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 no,
3: no. I'm that, pretty sure not.
1: Molly already lost.
3: He looks down. The only thing I can take off at this point is um
1: the blanket and nothing else.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not really interested in seeing all of that. And he just gestures to all of you. So that's a that's a no. We all right,
1: could, we go fish.
2: Go fish is a great game. All right, who wants to place a bet?
1: Why are we gambling on go fish?
2: Fine, we won't gamble on the go fish. Fine, we'll just play Aww. regular Go Fish. Maybe. Why not? I will bet three silver pieces that Alan will lose to Finevia.
1: Out of game. Do I know what Go, go Fish is? No. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bet on <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Wait, I'm not losing anything. No, you're no, not.
2: No, If nobody else bets, then there's no point in this. This is... Shame on you.
1: We're all kind of uh, poor, if you haven't noticed. Kind of a bad idea to go gambling when you're poor.
2: Oh fine. Well,
1: I I disagree. Uh back in my day we would gamble chores.
2: Yep. Yeah, that uh my Aussie would do that as well.
4: Very smart boy. Uh anyway. So who sits down and plays cards with David?
1: Guy, I uh, I have to brew potions. Okay. Uh I might sit down and learn his game uh to spend some time with him, but I do want to talk to Kelsey before the rain stops hopefully. Is Kelsey playing?
4: Kelsey sits down and plays. But she very specific, like, specifies no strip poker will be introduced. Understandable. Before you head down to sleep, Kelsey is in the kitchen. Actually, no, she's kind of... Where is everybody sleeping so that I can figure out the scene so he can...
1: I am sleeping by the fireplace. Same.
4: You find it almost impossible to sleep by the heat.
1: Okay. I move as far away from the heat as possible. I sleep by a window, if there are any of those... Then you'd be pretty close to me because my backpack would be near the corner. And I, I, I sleep on my hunch next to my backpack.
4: Okay. Uh, Alpha, where do you usually sleep?
1: I would probably just find a corner in the kitchen and lean into the corner.
4: Oh, you could uh, probably lay against the sacks of what appears to be flour. I've got a pillow. You got a pillow. <laughs> beans.
1: <gasps> Grave ah, beans.
4: Defeat pops down near the fire. Uh, Alan, where does Alan go?
1: Also, by the fire.
4: Okay, so Kelsey begins to head upstairs. Uh,
1: Kelsey, if you wouldn't mind sparing a minute.
0: Uh, yeah, what do you need?
1: Uh, there's something I wanted to ask you. I'll admit, I was quite anxious about the weather today. Well, more excited to see if, uh, you'd be correct. Your instincts have been sharp as I've ever seen, really. How did you know it was going to rain today?
4: Um she pauses for a moment and, and looks at you. I I kind of smelled it.
1: Okay. And another thing. When I came down the hill yesterday, you knew that Amali was cleaning Cece's room. No one really knew where he was, much less what he would be doing at that exact moment.
4: Well, I, I just took a guess since he wasn't with you. I mean, if he wasn't fixing our bed, it was... I don't know. He seems like the kind of person who cares a lot.
1: I don't even know how to phrase it. I think your instincts are even sharper than you know. Listen to them. If your gut tells you something, don't be afraid to speak it out.
0: Oh, oh okay.
1: There's some gifted with foresight, and there are some who neglect that gift. I would uh, make reference to the uh, the lady we met at the the tavern. I don't know if she met up.
4: She, she met her. She met the fortune teller at the tavern. She looks back and forth somewhat awkwardly, and she just smiles and nods.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm always here for you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Finnevere. I I appreciate it.
1: Well, I didn't want to bother you too much. Uh, Thank you for your time.
0: Alright, well, good night.
4: Sleep well. Then she goes up the ladder. So, the next morning comes around, and it is still raining out. But the thunder faded into the night, and... A lighter rain now drips across the roof, and you all wake up.
1: Uh, how's Smoot's itching doing?
4: Pretty itchy. It, it got pretty dry overnight because of the fire inside.
1: Taylor, hmm, got any more of that juniper paste? Do I? Do you?
4: Yeah. It, it's, it's like a whole little canister. It's about eight ounces.
1: I will reapply it to him. I would I- say
4: about half of it's been used on his back already.
1: Be sure to be sparing until we find a place to get more. I'm sure Marnie has some, but that's wise. Portion it out. Don't use it all. I'll use half of what's remaining sparingly on his back.
4: You can see that parts of his skin are flaking because of how dry it's been, or at least that's what you're assuming, because of the way he was sleeping as well. But it's very red still. The scratches, though, have faded at least.
1: Boy, you may want to have some, like, Oiled rags on your back, under your clothes for a little bit. Yes, I got those. We can get them in town. It's raining right now. It shouldn't be a problem. We're probably going to go outside to do more training anyways. Isn't that right, Amali?
4: Amali looks up. He is dressed again. He's actually wearing uh, nicer, clean clothes at this point. A little bit more snazzy looking.
1: Is his shirt still red?
4: He is wearing a red-colored vest with a white or a cream-colored shirt underneath?
1: Ooh. So the answer is yes. Something's red. red.
4: Something is red. It has to be red. It's maroon, okay?
1: Is he wearing pants?
4: (laughs) Yes, he is wearing pants. I I did not (laughs) describe his pants. Fine. He is wearing loose-fitting pants.
3: Amali just looks over at you as you say that, and he says, Uh, I mean, that is the plan. Unfortunately, we can't let weather... The us at all times. We are going into more stormy weather season, so... Unfortunately, it's probably going to be raining most days that we're out there. But this is a time to learn. Because you have to be able to handle yourself, at the very least. And support your party at the best. Some of you, I think, will do fine. He looks around and makes eye contact with a few of you. Uh, it's your ability to work together that I'm concerned about. So, today, um... You need to show me that you can work around each other's weaknesses, if that makes sense.
1: What did you have in mind, exactly? i going to do, like, trust falls?
3: I guess we could call it a, a sort of, like, a game. Except, you know, the game may involve some punching, kicking, Stabbing injuries. Standing with,
1: uh, non-sharp objects.
3: Yes. I, I mean, the goal is not to hurt yourselves or hurt each other. It's really just learning how to play around each other. So what I was thinking is that... I would divide you up into teams of three, and you would pick somebody on one team to be the leader of your party, and that person is essentially, uh you you try to capture them, while Ooh. your other two teammates would be guards. He puts air quotes around that. Ooh.
1: So uh, I got dibs on Smoot.
3: Uh I actually think it's better if I pick the teams for you. Oh. I'm doing this based on how well I've seen you guys work together as people already, and also what weaknesses I've seen. So when you're ready, come outside. Alfred, see me when you get a chance.
1: I'm excited. All right. Uh, as it is still currently raining, I will remove my shirt before going outside.
4: Okay. So it's like an individual like, drip much slower than it was. It would still probably, you probably get soaked if you were out there for about 40 minutes or so. So it's that, it's that level of rain. You can kind of just hear it falling off the trees for the most part. Smoot
1: would walk up to Fenivir. Uh, first and foremost, I, I kind of wanted to thank you. You've been really providing for the group and everything. I know I've kind of been uh, making things difficult. I hope you can understand why I kind of have a one-track mind, but I wanted to let you know that I appreciated like all the rations and provisions, the meal preparation and everything, so if there's anything I can do to help you in any way, just let me know. I'll hold you to that. Absolutely. And... I went through a phase of life where I was single track minded and it was to the detriment of those who were trying to help me. So I can see where you're coming from.
4: Kelsey walks over and she looks at your back, Smoot, and she just pauses for a moment as she looks at it. We really probably should get that looked
0: at soon.
1: I'm sure Marnie will be around sometime soon. There'd be no one better to ask than her.
0: All right, as long as you're confident.
1: Like I said, it's probably just some poison ivy. If Amali isn't too worried about it, then honestly, I'm not.
4: Do you guys go outside? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, with gusto. Smoot wood, kind of, as everyone's walking out. Oh, I, well, I mean, there was also kind of a point to me thanking you for making food. I was asking if there was any as well. <laughs> oh, um... I mean, I have trail rations, I just figured. I have some tack and jerky in my, uh, in my bag. You can help yourself... Oh, I, I don't want to deplete your rations, if that's all we're doing. Uh, you've made pancakes before. I didn't know if you were planning on cooking anything else up again. If there was nothing particular uh, planning to be prepared, Smoot would just eat some of his trail rations as he walked outside. I mean, if I thought there was time, I would make up some potatoes or something. Smoot would be in a hurry to get on with things. All right, well, then this is a, definitely a hard tech morning. Yeah, we so just, yeah, hard just potatoes in boiling water on the fire. Eating hard tech, going I'm outside. going... I'd like to ask Kelsey a question, basically.
4: Okay. Kelsey is in the kitchen right now, scrounging up something to eat as well. Okay. David is playing with his cards at the table, if that matters. Have you checked on Cece yet this morning, Kelsey? Yes. uh, She seems to be doing okay. Maybe a little better. I saw that Marnie put a sling on her arm. Is it broken?
1: I mean, it could have been she was bitten by a rather large lizard. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, if it was fractured or something.
0: Well, the bandages still looked clean. I didn't check underneath of them, though.
1: If they still looked clean, we probably shouldn't have to change them just yet. Yeah. Maybe a little bit later today.
0: Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. And I know from what I learned when I was in the Girl Scouts that you're supposed to, uh, if I remember correctly, you're supposed to wet bandages if there was a lot of bleeding, right?
1: That would probably help, yes.
0: Okay. All right. Well, are you ready for this uh, very wet training exercise we're about to do?
1: I mean, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. <gasps> All right. I don't like that enthusiastic look, Finnevere. <laughs>
4: so Kelsey walks out of the kitchen, munching on a piece of bread. David shuffles his cards and puts them back together, puts them in the box, and he puts them in his pocket, breast pocket.
2: Alright, time to get my face grounded to the mud again. Ah, come on, TV It won't be that bad. I'm afraid that, uh, I don't know what team I'm gonna be on. I hope it's with you.
1: Well, if I had to guess, he's probably gonna split up Taylor. or is that, is that He's gonna... <laughs> yes. he's, he's, just gonna... Like... <laughs> he's gonna split up me and Smoot, probably Finn and Mess, and probably you and Kelsey. And the teams will probably be a combination of those three split-ups.
2: Yeah, but... That's... That sounds good. That sounds pretty well balanced. All right. Well, out we go. To adventure. I'm going to get my face ground into the mud. finevere use your magically tied to woe on me afterwards, okay? You got it,
1: David. All right. You could always leave the blazer inside.
2: No. Whenever you go out in a blaze, you go out in a blaze of glory and style. And a blazer. I
1: like your attitude
2: this morning. Yes. I had a great night's sleep. I feel very confident. You're very well-rested.
4: Everyone has a well rested bonus. Technically, that doesn't even exist. So, um, what
2: are you giving it to them?
4: Uh, I'll give it to you. You get, uh, remember, you have already have a plus one from training from Amali from the previous day for 24 hours. Your time is almost up with that. And for the well rested bonus, I will give you a plus one to your attack and to skills and saves, not to damage.
1: Was Amali's bonus just a hit
2: to, as well?
4: Just a hit.
1: All right. Uh, just a quick note, and I can go over in detail because I'd have all planned out if you, if you want. But I would like to uh, organize my gear to just basically essential stuff. I'm leaving the bulk of it behind, but I'm taking one or two kits that are light enough. I can strip down my magic gear to be able to fit on either bandolier or belt pouch.
4: Okay. What are you taking exactly?
1: The essential stuff like my white glove, uh, sewing needle box of matches. I'll I'll leave some behind just in case, so I'm just taking some. uh, A few pieces of paper, one writing utensil, my fine sand, climbing kit, and some of my rope.
4: Uh, Rope comes in 50-foot bundles, so you'd have to cut it.
1: Yeah, I I can cut it. It's not a problem. Uh, So I'll take 20 feet of that rope. Okay. Because I'm trying to keep it light. i definitely take my dagger because it's a dual uh, water purification sponge, a water... uh, blast. I'll take my scarf. Uh, do, I, do I need to go over all the, the magic things, like a small stone, uh small bit of copper Are you planning wire. to
4: go out into the forest right now?
1: I'm planning to do, he said training, and yeah, these are my training. skills, so okay. this is what I need to hone.
4: Yes, I need to know what components you're taking with
3: you.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll try to be quick. Matches, white glove, sewing needle, small stone, a few pieces of paper, and a sketching tool. One pre-sketched loot my actual loot by the way a pinch of wool some copper wire a piece of flint uh my fine sand i don't need my mirror behind my grubs and a few coffee beans
4: that's fine yeah, as long as your carrying capacity is light you're okay
1: smoot would go out shirtless and he would just go and pick up his log again he has nothing on him besides okay. like pants just just clarify P- pants and a log pants and a log it's all you need out in the wilderness Taylor will also go out bare-chested and pick up the staff that represents his spear and look to Smoot and give him a nod of approval. I I go out with my clothes on. Pick up some rocks. We are men. I'm not sure if we're going to need rocks yet. (laughs) Might as well grab a few.
4: Alfred, do you go over to Amali? He is over to the right of the house where the wooden weapons are that he carves.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, Alfred, just the man I wanted to see.
4: Here, he hands you four leather, like, um,
3: pouches, basically, like leather pouches. And he says, I know that you like to throw bombs, things that explode, right?
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, uh, in the training, it was really hard to, I guess, figure out who you would have hit. So I filled these with water.
1: Water balloons.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, they're made from a pig stomach. Yeah. All right, everybody, listen up. Wow, this is interesting. You guys are actually listening. What happened? Normally, I get more of like a... Eh, but I don't want to... Li-. Okay, never mind. Um
1: Resolve and determination.
3: I'm glad. All right. So, uh these are the teams that I think will go the best together for now. On the first team, we'll have Smoot, David, and Alfred. And the other team will be Alan, Kelsey, and Vinavir. Okay. All right. This entire area up here is your playing field, except for inside the house. This is your playing field. You will choose your captain, leader, whatever you want to call them. And in doing so, they will tie a sash around the arm,
4: like so, and he ties, he takes like a piece of cloth, ties it around the arm, uh, on his
3: upper right arm. And he'll tie it around your arm like this. You cannot hide it, it has to be visible. We'll keep this fair, no tricks, Vinavir.
1: Ah, you caught me. I do love the letter of the law.
3: So, and then he says, Capturing your target counts as the following. You're able to hold them down or grapple them for 12 seconds, or the two guards around the captain get knocked out. Hypothetically knocked out. We don't actually have to knock people out. If you do get knocked out, um, well, we'll figure that out when we get there.
1: If you get knocked out, you're out.
4: (laughs) And he just points to a stump over by the side, near one of the trees and he says I'll be over
3: here so um figure out what you're gonna do
1: how long do we have to
3: plan 30 seconds that's it yep
1: I quickly I do not care I grab my two people are the sashes just designation or are they to be stolen
3: you are capturing the captain
1: got it I look at the sash he hands me what does it look like
3: it is
4: a blue sash blue sash and the other captain also receives so he's wearing a blue sash on his arm and he also gives you guys blue sashes And he points and says, like this.
1: All right. I tie it around my head.
3: No, Uh, not around your head. Around your your arm. arm. Are you going to be the captain that that your people have to protect? Remember, this is a team exercise. The winning team, I will uh, pay for dinner at the tavern.
1: Oh, excitement.
3: He recants. He says, fine, I'll give you a minute. Because Finavira always has to ask plenty of questions.
1: Great, you two, with me. And I pull them aside. Who are we putting the sash on? If there are no objections, I'll take the responsibility. If the captain gets knocked out, is it over as well?
4: If the captain—if the captain gets knocked out, it's over. But he essentially Both
1: knock out the two guards or hold the captain down for two rounds.
4: Yes, Amalie st- st- stands up from his stump and speaks up again. Um, I'm also
3: allowing, by any means necessary, non-lethal damage only. But any means.
1: Kelsey, do you have an opinion before we start making strategy?
3: Um, don't get hit.
1: I will right. tie the sash to Finn for him.
4: So, Finnevere, you are the captain. Ooh. Please mark on Finnevere.
1: I get everyone in a huddle. I say, everyone, face your backs to the enemy. Don't let them see what we're doing. Don't let, try, try, not to, try not to let them hear. Whisper. All right. All right. So, let's be honest. Alan's going to be a guard. He's more of a tanky frontliner kind of guy. He probably played linebacker. Finnevere is more of a quarterback. He'd probably be the captain. He's the one calling the shots. He likes to stay at range. But oh,
2: wait, what about, what about Kelsey? Wouldn't they want to protect the lady?
1: I mean, that they're not chivalrous enough for that.
2: Oh, gosh. Kelsey, don't die! All right. A what?
1: In my mind, we have two different types of pl- game plans. Either we mimic them, and it's probably not going to go as well because it's me against Taylor. That's pretty even match. And then it would be David versus Kelsey. And I don't know how that would end.
2: She is a very lovely lady, but, um, don't go for the moneymaker. So. It's okay if I trip her, right? The alternative
1: plan, the only thing we have to, there are two win conditions, right? Knock out the two guards or get to the captain. Honestly, if they can't get our captain and we just play a hit and run style, eventually they have limited range, we'll wear them down. So what I was thinking, if we give the, uh, uh, sash to David. David, what? You, you're good at conflict avoiding, aren't you?
4: He's playing with the cards in his hands, and he bridges the cards to one hand and then back to the other. Uh.
1: You're good at conflict evasion, right?
4: I am... He snaps his fingers and
2: accidentally drops all the cards into the mud. I am Oh, dang! No, And he goes to pick them up. I am the, the best at conflict creation, apparently.
1: No, no, I need evasion. If you see them, I need you to run and hide.
2: Oh, I can... Wait, no, wait. I can't run. I was about to say I can run. I cannot run. Can you I, hide? I can go at my own pace.
1: Can you go at your own pace and avoid them?
2: I can definitely hide.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, Nest, we're going to play a game of cat and mouse, a little bit of hit and run. You throw a bomb, I prevent them from getting to you. Immediately after that, we move and rinse, repeat. Eventually, you'll knock them out.
4: I mean, yeah, sounds about right. I love this. Okay, so mark your captain.
1: All right, so I would. Yeah, we can. We, we'd mark David. We would face our backs towards the opponent so they wouldn't know.
4: Okay, so position. Uh, you guys need to position yourselves. Your minute is almost up for planning. Actually, by the time you pick David, you guys, your minute is up because you guys took longer. So uh, your position by the tree is where you belong.
1: I look at David. Quick, hide in the trees.
4: Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got a. Cl- do I have to climb?
1: I don't care. Okay. You said you're good at hiding. I trust you.
4: Okay, I'll climb the tree. You—you
1: you could hide behind the tree.
4: Ooh, crap! I don't know if Devi can climb a tree. He just has to hide
1: in a bush. I don't. If you think you're going to fall,
4: he—he he runs up to the tree and grabs around the trunk and holds onto it for a second. Okay, no, this is not going to work. Just
1: find a bush or something. Okay, okay. You, me—we can get partial cover behind this rock. That way, if they try and apro- I'll taunt them, in if they try and approach, then you can lob your uh, little. Water balloons or whatever it is from the other side. Got it. Use it as a vantage point. That way, they won't be able to get to you. You is that how? How big is that rock? Is it something we would have to climb on top of? Would it, and the would wooden it... weapons—do they just automatically count as non-lethal damage? Yes. Yeah. He... Just like last time. Okay. Does... Then Kelsey and I will have wood daggers, I guess, unless she picks something else. Does the rock function as cover or saps, whatever you want to call them? Do you, yes, it is it, how, a tall rock. It? It,
4: it, the, the rocks, so the rock that is, the, one of the rocks that's furthest out from the house is approximately
1: would he have to climb as it?
4: tall as you, Smoot.
1: Okay, so it would definitely be a climb track. Yeah. Okay. If you want to climb on top of that, I say go for it. They wouldn't be able to hit you. Taylor would be the only person who could with his spear and then Finavir with ranged weaponry. So, I mean, you can either hide behind it or get on top of it for a vantage point. I think hiding behind it would be better because that offers me Kay. cover. Yeah. Okay.
4: At so, least. you guys, your time is up to plan. Cool. Amali just says, all right, uh, go. What I'm going to do is you are all going to roll initiative. What's going to happen, though, is your team.
1: Are, are we doing like a should, collective okay, initiative Okay, let me ask. Thing? I want your
4: opinion. Do you want to do team initiative or do you want individual initiative?
1: I think I, team I, I think initiative li- would be better. I like team initiative.
4: Okay. So,
1: turn based strategy games. Team
4: initiative, uh, One, your captain will roll for you.
1: Oh, oh boy, I'm okay with this. He, I, he, I swear to God, if he does not have a high dexterity, I don't know what this man is used for. Comedic relief. I like this. I like this a lot. What was your roll? Five.
4: All right. David's team is going first. Woo! All of you can make a perception, though, really quick. Everybody on each team.
1: Nine, seven, four, 20 total.
4: Everyone on David's team and Kelsey. Nice. You all can see David poking out from behind a tree.
2: Uh, This is good enough.
1: No, it's not. David, hide better. Try again. I think you're lucky they didn't spot you.
0: Hey, guys, he's over there.
1: Shut up, woman. No, he's not.
0: Excuse you. Sorry, Kelsey. It's all right, Mr. Smoot. Good luck. I hope I don't kill you. Likewise. David's team
4: is going first, so you can see the positioning on the board. Unless this team is already hidden, have you guys hidden, or are you just staying in that position?
1: Uh, I mean, I would be like one more square back, but like diagonally.
0: By the way, what's what's you guys' plan? Um, so what's the plan? Because Kelsey has no idea what the heck is going on because you were whispering to each other but not telling the GM.
1: Oh, we didn't. Oh, oh, take I wanted up the to whisper base. because I didn't want him to hear. Oh, what? You I just was- heard our plan. Yeah, well, you spoke it out okay. loud because you're just dummy. Uh, all right. So here's the plan. Make them come to us. That was it. Once Savid gets his bearings, uh, he'll probably be difficult to find. But Smooch, he seems a bit bullheaded. He'll probably charge in forward. Mess, on the other hand, is probably going to be the biggest threat. We'll have to space out a bit. Trying to dodge his uh bombs.
0: Okay. And I'll put them
1: quotation marks. Are I'll- those?
0: Ew. They look slimy. I
1: I don't know. I can't see, see well from here. He used rocks yesterday, so I'm assuming little something like that will still count. I'll likely be able to distract very well, so whoever charges forward, I'm pretty confident in my ability to distract.
4: Um, Just so you know, in the event of combat or any kind of risk where the person is being charged, it fails automatically.
1: Oh, I'm not going to use Bard Song Distract. I have a... Uh, a spell? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's days. Okay. Would definitely work on us.
4: Yeah, I mean, that it, would work. It, it's what? still
1: astronomically low, but everyone's level one, so I'm counting on oh, yeah. that. Also, we should kind of stick apart a little bit so we don't all get caught up in a single bomb.
4: All right. So, David's team, it is your turn. You have to make your move now, or I will say that you pass the turn yeah. com- conversing.
1: Um, Smoon is a patient man. And he's just going to ready an action and basically say, if someone approaches him, swing Great Club at them. He's going to wait. He is is only attempting to intercede. Okay. He would lean over to Mast. Mast, if you think you have enough, you can try throwing bombs at a distance. If not, wait till they come towards us. Wait to see what their game plan is. And then react.
4: So David is going to take the turn to uh, essentially move further back. By thirty feet
1: into, into the ba- very back corner of the map.
4: Yeah, that is what David's going to do, and he's uh, he's attempting to stealth.
1: But man, do you have anything else besides your bombs? Not at level one. Can we say that he picked up a wooden dagger? Yeah, uh, just you so he received. Had a secondary. It, you did
4: get. A, you already had a wooden dagger from. Did? Amali. I had one from yesterday. Yeah, yeah okay, so cool. I was going to assume you
0: still had it. Probably.
1: Okay. Cool. So you have a secondary alternative. I, I have something. Ah, my, my plan would be to wait till they get closer. I don't think they can quite bull rush us down from this range, so we should be okay for now. They look too far away, but they also look like they're playing things cautious. It may come down to a, a waiting game. See whose patience breaks first. Probably Amali's. Don't get too antsy.
3: Hey, take a move already. We did. You did? Yeah. You're readying actions?
1: Yeah, I read it in action. Okay. If someone yeah. approaches, swing with club. I'm just... Taking cover behind the rock.
4: Okay. So you're uh repairing your yeeting machine yourself. Sort of. To yeet. I,
1: I highly doubt I kind of doubt they're gonna get in range that quickly. Okay. So I'm not readying to throw a bomb, just they yet. physically cannot. Okay. Well they I think they could, but it would require their entire move. To me is 65 feet. Okay. To you is 75.
4: So normally rain does a- apply a penalty, but because today is a relatively late rain, we're not going to apply any penalties today. Thank god. Also, because tr- it's a training day. I'm not gonna be harsh on you guys. So now it is Finevir. Captain Finevier's turn. All right. You two
1: approach from uh in front of me. I am going to move exactly 15 feet closer.
4: Okay. Um, all right. Kelsey holds her dagger in her hand and she looks Nervously, back and forth between Finevere and Alan. Uh, okay, I, I I guess Um, you're the one doing this, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Kelsey advances in front of Finnevere uh, at a slight distance of about 20 feet.
1: But I'm also moving up.
4: She's advancing in front of you.
1: Okay, cool.
4: So she advances with you. Where are you going? Because she's going to approach in front of you to essentially block anything. Or attempt to.
1: Taylor's going to be mad at me. Why is that? Because I will move up right next to him, and I will ready an action, and that is to daze, cast days on the first person that gets within 35 feet of me, or the first enemy that I see that gets within 35 feet.
4: Team Fidavir has taken their turn. It is now Team David.
1: Smoot would whisper. Best. Do you see David?
4: Make a perception check.
1: should i roll stealth to whisper. Yes. Am I bonuses I'm- because
4: if I'm not giving you negatives because of rain, you're not getting bonuses because of rain.
1: Sure. Twelve to find David. I, I did not roll very well for this one.
4: You have a hard time spotting him. You see that he has actually crouched down among some brush. The only thing that's making him stand out a little bit would be the white from his cap.
1: The white, the white outfit. Yeah. Okay. Turn it to
4: But he—it's not like he's standing out. You just see a little flash of it. Because he's kind of shifting his weight a little.
1: Okay. All right, best. Yeah. We're going to wait for one more turn, but if they don't approach us, we're going to duck behind this rock and try and draw them in. If they see we're hiding, they might approach, and then we can ambush them. I was going to say, waiting for them to come is probably the best idea. I agree, but we don't want to be in a old-fashioned Mexican standoff where we're standing on this side staring at them, and they're staring at us from this side. If we go to hide, they may actively pursue so let's just wait for one more round. And if they don't approach them, we'll we'll pull back. All right. We'll try and drag them away from David, though.
4: Okay. So they're going to continue to ready in action.
1: Same thing as last time.
4: Yep. All right. So Team here you just see them stare, standing there staring at you. Another six seconds has passed.
1: Finn, do the thing. All right. I'll get the grump. Which means you would need to move closer. Yep. I move to the 35 feet away from... Smoot, and I will cast Daze on him. I'll take out the wool and go slow.
4: So, Kelsey sees you advance forward and she hesitantly looks back and forth again, but she approaches with you, standing in front of you. Alan, you're still ready an in- act. Are you going to bull rush in a second?
1: He's cast Daze on Smoot. I'm okay. Don't I get a will save?
4: He does. Yep.
1: What's the saving throw? Uh, well, I think obviously. it's 13. Let me just double check. It's 10 plus the spell level plus your casting stats which is charisma for you because you're a bard. Uh what's I your don't charisma? Know about that. What's your charisma?
4: Yeah, it's, for it's, bards...
1: My it... charisma is three. It's, so, so it's not. It's ten plus your casting stat plus the spell level, which I'm guessing it's a one. Zero. It's a zero. The level zero. So then, yes, it's 13. Okay, then it's 13. Ten.
4: Uh, so you are now affected by days. That is actually, I believe, a card. How many rounds of days?
1: One. One round. Nevermore... Uh, dazed. You cannot act normally. You cannot take any actions, but have no penalty to AC. And with that I am going to charge down Mest. Mest? Mest. You cannot. How so?
4: It, it, part of the rock it's partial cover from the rock.
1: He said he, he specifically said he has been taking partial cover behind his rock. That's all he's been doing on his turn. Yeah, my first turn was I took cover behind the rock.
4: Because I said the rock is ten it is um about the height of smoot. So he does have partial cover from the rock because of where he would be.
1: I have miscalculated. I'm sorry. I needed to be one space further along to go straight next to Smoot, and I did not do that.
4: That's okay. You can still take the time to do it. He has one round, and then he recovers, but...
1: Well, he recovers on his next turn.
4: Yeah, but you can still reposition. He could...
1: Yeah, he just can't take an action on his next turn. Well, just knock him you know to one Screw it. I'm just, gonna, one I'm just gonna go straight for Smoot. Go for it. Okay. I, I charge and attack Smoot. Okay. So, did, did, did that say charge grants a plus two to hit, minus it's a two plus to plus two to
4: hit, minus two to your AC. So, your AC is at a 13 right now.
1: I have that plus two, plus the plus one from weapon focus, plus the plus one for well-rested, for well and the plus one for Amali. So, I have a total bonus plus five. So, then roll to hit would be eight, plus five is 13, plus my VAB and my strength is another four, is 17. Okay. 17 hit? Absolutely.
4: 17 does hit. You take your spear and you, I assume, just jab forward with it?
1: Yeah, just straight up with every bit of momentum that doesn't okay. actually carry into damage. Roll your, but
4: roll your damage.
1: Is that a d6 on this one? Yes. So that is 7. So. So then you take 8 damage, which is, I think that leaves you almost down.
4: So now it is David team. Team David. Alfred, what do you do on this turn?
1: Um... I'm just gonna yeet a bomb at Taylor.
4: All right, roll to yeet that bomb and hit. I'm hoping.
1: Vengeance, thy name is so. Yote. What was that? What was that that? That's gonna be a total of nineteen. Uh,
4: that definitely hits.
1: Well, barely. You're Actually, at it's, a minus two. You're at, at 13. Hmm, definitely. Yeah, right. fourteen. Definitely, pl- because fourteen plus your five bonus plus your one dexterity. Oh, sorry, twenty. Yeah.
4: Okay, it's it definitely hits. Uh, please roll the damage that he would take.
1: Oh, you're, you're taking some damage, boy. Did you roll a six? That's a five. Close to five. Six. So five it's the minimum plus stuff. my intelligence modifier of three, eight, plus the splash damage of four. So, so, yeah, so that's 12.
4: Okay, so this sack, red, like this reddish-hued colored sack comes flying through the air overhead. You see it arcing. And as you look up, it hits you in the face and you are soaked from head to toe at this point. And it actually does some actual damage to you when it hits you in the face. You take like two damage to the face. Amali just shouts out, Ellen,
3: you're dead.
1: That's for yesterday. Yesterday was justified. No, it wasn't. I took no hits from anyone except you.
3: All right. Alan is dead. One guard down.
4: Ah,
1: um, oh, you will be missed.
4: <laughs> All right. So Kelsey just looks at you, Finavir. Uh Oh, this isn't good. Okay. She is going to move up to Smoot, and she is going to swing to hit you with the wooden dagger. Sure.
1: You can do this. As I'll try to inspire... There's no way she does not hit Find your courage and attack
4: She runs up and as soon as Finavir starts talking And get, trying to give her encouragement She slips a little bit And she misses What did she roll?
1: Oh that does miss barely
4: Oh
2: <laughs> Oops <laughs> She shrinks back a little bit Crap
1: I uh, Go up to Smoot and try to whack him Okay Are you charging as well?
2: He
4: can uh, get up to you without the charge. He can get up to you without a charge. Uh,
1: I won't use a charge action, but I'll come up with gusto. And I will try to wax moot.
4: All right, roll to hit.
1: There's no way you miss. There's I'll take way. that bet. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> Did you neg crit? No. Let me get the total here. Uh, so I'll add my zero strength and my bard's BAB uh, to bring my total... Uh, Oh, yeah, plus my bonuses. It's a six. That is a. My AC is a nine.
4: You don't have your armor on. I'm
1: not wearing armor. My dexterity is a negative one. My AC is currently a nine. Uh, I'll go for a free taunt.
4: Okay, taunt him.
1: Come at me, bro. Wait, no. Bro.
4: (laughs) It carried over. It is now David's team's turn. All right, so you have been taunted. Hey, guys,
2: is this over yet? Are we done? Almost.
1: Alright, so uh
0: It's like feeding two small birds to a wolf. Uh, so, you have two options.
1: Uh so Zach, I'm pretty sure we can get a TPK if I hit Finavir and you throw a bomb at uh, at Kelsey. Technically if I were to direct hit Kelsey, that's splashing on you that and is fine Finnevere. I am w- I am willing to s- if they out me but we kill their entire team, that is worth it. Just so you know, Kelsey has partial cover for the same reason you have partial cover. Then he throws More. the bomb at Finevier and he she hits Kelsey with splash damage, and I can just attack uh-huh. Kelsey and hold to direct hit damage to Finavir. Otherwise. Yeah. So Yep. Show them team building exercises. Uh um I'm trying to think who would have less HP, Kelsey or Finevier. Finevere's more well-trained. The safest bet is to go, for me to go for Kelsey. So I'm gonna attack Kelsey.
2: Go for it, bro.
1: Smoot goes into a Barbarian Rage.
2: Kelsey shrinks back
1: more. And wields his massive he- great club of a log and just full swing goes for it right like at her mid-race effectively. like Not trying to hit her in the head or anything. Just going for a body shot.
3: Okay.
2: Go for it.
1: Probably not gonna hit. It's only a 12 to hit. Also... Just for, if it takes an action for, go to go into the rage. That's not targeted strike. It's free. Oh, rage is free action. Okay. I highly doubt her twelve hits.
4: You take the great club of the wood. You you try to hit her with your uh. My big wood. Your plank and uh, well, you do whack her in the side, but she manages to almost lift herself using the velocity of the wood, and she almost tumbles over it. Guys, it's not done.
1: Five more minutes! Uh, I take a five-foot step back. Now, Mest could attack Kelsey and hit Finavir and Kelsey in the same go. I could, or I could just throw at the the space in between the two of them. But then you're only getting splash damage, no direct hit damage, so you're getting minimal yeah. damage. So what I'm saying is you can you can either get splash damage on both, or you would get direct hit damage on Kelsey and splash damage on Finavir, which I think is the better option. All right, take one little step up and I'll chuck a bomb at Kelsey.
4: Okay, roll the hit.
1: If you. I definitely can't. If um, you throw well, for direct hit and miss, does it still do splash damage for falling at the ground? You roll it, like, for where it lands if you miss. So it could roll back towards us. He could throw it short and oh, it could hit no. everyone. That would be glorious. Everyone dies except David. <laughs> we win. We win. We
2: win. Amali just No, dance? we wouldn't, it would be a tie. Molly no. just be like, guys. Because
1: this- di- wait, yes, oh. cuz both the guards would be knocked out. If everyone except David dies, please, it's technically a tie. please
2: do this. I want to see it happen and Molly uh, just be well, so well. Cool. the
1: bomb, so let's find let's, out. Cuz if you let's miss, just say I, I threw an 11 there. It misses. Yeah. So you roll, roll a, a, D a d8, 5, which means it goes to where was it?
4: Okay, so uh Kelsey is going to take that
1: splash damage. Yeah. If so she can't have it with reflex, reflex, sh-
4: she's gonna take the full damage.
1: It was low enough that it didn't matter.
4: The splash damage doesn't hit her fully. Uh she covers her face as the pig's stomach flies overhead and it misses just slightly and it breaks open against the ground and you see that she gets splashed with a puddle of water, and then she covers her face as she uh, gets hit with it. But she would have technically taken four damage from that.
1: Yeah. Can I take an action to speak? Yes. David. We have a numbers advantage. Get out of here!
4: All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. He already took his action uh, earlier. You did I moved him?
1: Oh, you did. Perfect. Did he move close? Oh, he moved closer. Yeah. That's what I wanted him to do, anyways.
4: Okay. I'm closer. Okay. All right. Is their team's turn. Team Finavir. All right. All right, Mister
0: Finavir. We just gotta take out both of them.
1: All right. I I already did their the Inspire, but if you touch Smoot, he goes down. He's got like three or four health. Jaden does not do that much damage. I will use days on best.
4: So you get a will save against that?
1: DC 13. What's it? Do you want to take a five foot step before you do that, bud? It's not my turn. Not you. Oh. Him. He didn't say he did.
4: He can still do that.
1: He could do it. Also, after yeah, that's an o- attack
4: the, of opportunity because you're, you're, get, you're, you're casting, casting a spell. spell. You're
1: provoking ta- an attack of opportunity. Unless he casts defensively in which he would have to roll for concentration.
4: What would you do? Would you step back or would you stay in that position?
1: I'd rather step back if possible. Thematically speaking, I'm just going to say that he, did, he, did, he didn't step back. Taylor just drags him backwards as he's casting. <laughs> <laughs> he, managed, okay. he managed to stay upright.
4: What's the DC? Uh, my base, 13.
1: my base roll was eighteen, so I think I'm okay.
4: All right, so you focus on on getting him to be dazed by white white glove, right?
1: Uh, no, this is actually the uh, wool-like substance. Uh, that in my case, actual wool.
4: Okay, so almost like a sleepy. You 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 hold the wool out there, and like you're trying to concentrate. Alfred just
3: sees you doing this. What is your reaction to him just?
1: Waving wool in your
3: glaring. If like, it was, you it was a sleep. will
1: save, wouldn't he feel like an effect on him that he has to resist? Like kind a of distraction. It's also a- kind
4: of weird. He, his role was high enough that it was like, "What are you doing?" He yeah, can you just, he point. just shrugs it off. I don't um, think he would know if magic was being cast on him or not. But he does. Okay, so we'll describe it this. Part. I would is
1: okay. Finivir's holding up an object and pointing at someone. Yeah, he's done this before for other spells, so yeah. I'm assuming he's casting spells on me anywhere stop doing that. Stop trying I to hypnotize me. I will not stop me. doing this. It's not working. He's trying to hypnotize you. It's not working. He's too powerful.
4: Kelsey is going to step into the diagonal that is in front of Alan, and she is going to try and hit Smoot again. Sorry, Mr. Smoot.
1: Nothing personal. Nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> no way she doesn't it?
4: So she, she rushes up, and she... Hits you in the gut. Three damage. Oh. you're still standing, aren't you? Oh, I'm still standing. Barbarian Rage is a monstrosity is that should too, not exist.
1: Too angry to die. Too angry to die.
4: How many rounds does this last for you?
1: Oh, a lot. Um, I get base two plus my constitution modifier plus half my level.
4: Okay. Are you tracking how many yes. rounds? Yes. Thank I you. I
1: still have... Two more rounds. Is getting knocked out automatic, or is there any, like, stabilization, like, with actual dying? No, you're just unconscious unconscious. if you go below non-lethal damage equal to your hit points. Or equal to your hit points. Yeah. How do you get out of that naturally? uh, Someone can heal check you, or you just wake up after a set period of time.
4: Uh, Kelsey looks up at you because she thought you were in your last legs, and then she looks at you and sees that you...
1: Oh, Gonna have to try a little bit harder than that. (laughs)
4: <laughs> uh, 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 Vinavir, do we have a plan? She She's like, actually, she's, she says this through gritted teeth. Vinavir, do we have a plan? <laughs>
1: uh, Run if we get the chance. <laughs>
4: yeah, she nods and she's nervously just laughing at this point. All right. If
1: we survive, it's like, we'll go to the trees and I'll hold them off.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Team David, it is your turn. David uh, begins to approach from the trees.
2: <gasps>
1: oh, where's he now? A wild David approaches. Ooga
4: All right. I am here. I am
2: next to you, Mr. Smoot. Uh, I'm getting this habit. Kelsey. <laughs> All right, Smoot. Let me at him. I'll. Oh, hi, Kelsey. How you doing? Hi, David.
4: I see. I see you now.
1: Quick, throw my dead body at him. I don't know if she'd be capable of that.
4: (laughs) All right.
2: So, David is out from the trees. He is standing next to Smoot. All right. Eating a carrot. Where did you find a carrot in these trying times? I have one in my bag.
1: Ah, you know what? All right, best. Here's our plan. Attack. (laughs) And I just, I swing at Kelsey again with my club. Uh, Nat crit.
2: Okay. Roll your damage. I'm sorry. Why does he he roll a a D10?
1: That will be 10 damage. Wait, does your club normally deal D12s or was it D10? Because my spear is dealing a whole, t- like, die lower. It's a great club. It's a two-handed weapon.
4: So before you hit her with all of your focus on her, you don't notice up until the moment that Amali is actually in front of you and he puts his hand out and he grabs your club before it comes down on her. Uh. Kelsey, you're dead. Just, just sit down on the ground.
1: He just okay. raised the club. I raised okay. the club. Amali saw the fury in my eyes and stopped me before I just throttled this small child.
3: Yeah.
4: He's just... Yeah, you just see her eyes. Like, if she if she was, like, a, a deer, you would see her ears like. fold back. <laughs> like, oh, terror. You just see terror in her eyes. Oh, okay, I'm dead. I, I'm just dead. All right. And she just gets down on the ground. She just lays down
3: flat in the mud. All right.
1: Go, Team David! I, I, I throw... Oh, wait, no, the combat's over. I was about no, to are you no. throw a celebratory water bomb you, you in the air and that. hit all of us. Okay, okay, I'm throwing a water bomb at Diffinavir. Roll the hit. Uh, I just
4: want to see if it lands and hits everybody and kills them all, technically. I feel like this is something your character would do.
1: Well, I'm not even paying attention. Uh, feel free to take away sev- my deck space AC. 17? I'm like, bravo, bravo.
4: You, you soaked <laughs> the entire <laughs> of the party.
3: Yeah, right in the Some face. Some of that
1: got in my mouth. Uh, That's the taste of defeat, Finnevere.
3: Actually, that's the taste of uh, pig guts. I didn't wash those out.
1: (laughs) Pig guts and defeat taste very similar. Gonna take more than wish tea to uh, to wash that out.
3: Uh, Amali just does a very Uh, slow clap. Good job, guys. Good job, Smoot, for not actually knocking out the lady. uh, Thank
1: you for stopping me. (laughs) Well done.
3: Yes, good job. You guys finally did something team-like. Or more so. Yeah. Okay.
1: Kelsey, let me take a look at that bruise. She never got hit. She oh, she got, got hit it. by the water—the water balloon. That's oh, it. I thought she got slugged. She no, got she right. she O'Malley stopped me like an inch before impact. Oh, that's right. She uh, she dodged it. She dodged the first one she and the second one. Then uh, O'Malley she... said, "Stop." Said, no, no. You, you got into the. Um, you were mid swing. swing. Yeah, No,
4: no, it was even worse. Like it was like right at her face. Oh. Like.
1: It was like an inch before impact and like, like he somehow stopped me. Abraham and Isaac.
4: <laughs> yeah, basically. All there right.
1: was a there was a large log in her face. All Two right. inches from like massive bruising and a potential concussion.
4: All right. I need everybody roll a fortitude save for me.
1: Big crit. Sixteen. Eleven.
4: Fourteen. Okay. Vinebir, you're exhausted. Uh. Everyone else, you're fatigued.
1: I am also exhausted.
4: And exhausted. For smoot. Okay.
1: Are you conscious, though? One hit point. (laughs) I would have lived with one hit point outside of Barbarian Rage. I would have had you.
4: Why don't you say these as an interaction in character, because I feel like this would be a really good moment for you guys.
1: I'd have had you. If it weren't for those dern bombs. Yeah, that was counting on him. He did. You did good, Mast. And Smoot pats you on the back.
4: Kelsey just rolls over in the mud and is looking up at the sky. I appreciate life so much more. I think my life just flashed before my eyes. I would have died, Smoot.
1: It, Smoot offers her a hand. You almost had me.
4: She she takes it. You pull her up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But she starts laughing and she's like, well, that was actually kind of
2: fun. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. I had a great time. It was great. Did you see there was birds over do, there?
1: I didn't see you. And it was amazing. If we do this again, I'm not getting bombed again. <laughs> All right. I think that's up to Mest, not you. Oh, no, it will be up to me.
3: All right, well, we head out tomorrow
4: morning. Prepare yourselves, and each of you get 600 experience from this. 600. 600. Amalie just stands up. and He comes over and he says, You know,
3: I never took my sash off. And he walks away.
1: Oh, he wore one yesterday. We could have all six teamed up on him again. <laughs> and if we held him down, he didn't
3: for wear two. a sash yesterday. He
4: wore one today.
1: Oh, okay. He put one on him when explaining. Well, I didn't see his guard standing, so I'll take it as a win. You had no guards. We win. I was my own team. Where's the teamwork in that?
3: This was training for you guys. I was also trying to see if you can observe. We'll have to work on that later. All right.
4: And congratulations. I know for a fact that you have all reached level two. Except for Finnevere, who has really just gained more experience. But yay! Huzzah!
1: Magic powers. Yay, life experience.
4: Yes. It's still drizzling out. We're going to pass this time really quickly. What do you guys do to prepare for the next day? Eat. Yes.
1: It's extremely important to know if I need to heal people or not, because I won't get the chance. Uh, we'll all heal after a night's rest. Back to full. Non-lethal damage is restored at one non-lethal hit point per hour of rest. So okay. e- resting doesn't even have to be sleep. It could just be downtime. So even me who took it's, the most damage, 11 hours and I'm good.
4: It's the fatigue. That's, Which is an
1: eight hours of sleep. Yes. I also didn't actually take damage. Also true. Yeah. Imaginary water damage. No, you took two points of damage. It hit you in the face.
4: Yeah, I did say that it hit you. It hit you pretty hard.
1: You got hit with his intelligence. The water doesn't deal damage. It did
4: actual, like, it did, like, well, it was still non-lethal, but it still acted more physical damage than anything. You have a small bruise on your nose. It's a little sore. That's all.
1: All I know is I should probably go to Marnie's before we head out, if we're planning on it. Maybe get some more of this juniper paste or whatever.
3: Uh, yeah. All right.
1: Mess, do you want to come with me? We can maybe pick up some supplies if you need anything.
3: That sounds like a good plan. I'll bring back food from the tavern. I'm not comfortable leaving Cece here by herself.
1: I- i like- I'm- I'm staying anyway. I could take a breather.
3: You all- I will- uh, He just sighs. I will pay for dinner for everyone tonight. You did a good job. Oh, it's bogus. Only we won. You all did a good job.
1: He, he did only say that he would just buy dinner. He didn't say he'd who he'd buy dinner for. No, he did uh, he, he said for the winning team. Well, but he didn't, he he didn't say, you, say he wasn't going to buy dinner for the losing team. Oh, there you go.
3: Yeah, well, all right. So I'll be back. You're getting what I get you. Amali just looks at Finn and he says, So
4: you're staying here?
1: I won't leave until you return. You have my word.
4: All right. So Amali heads off. Uh, Those of you who do go to Marnie's store.
1: Before we, before everyone starts breaking off, I would say to Amali, Amali, when you get back, I want to talk to you.
4: Okay. What is everybody getting at different stores? Because I'll fast forward to that. That way we can get to it. If you go down to Marnie's. I just want
1: Juniper-faced. I also want her to examine my back. Okay. Hey, Marnie. Um. I need some pa- uh, some juniper paste. It's what Amali said would relieve itching. Uh, can you take a look at my back for me?
0: Oh, um, all right. Yes, of course. Let me see. Did he put... Did you
1: put your shirt no. on before we left? Nope. Oh.
4: <laughs> yeah, his back looks really bad. The rain seems to help it a little bit, though. So Marnie takes a look at your back, and she just says,
0: Oh, I'm not quite sure. What, what did you do here?
1: I don't know either. I was hoping you would have some insight.
0: Oh, well, um... Perhaps it is some kind of, um, it's a rash, of course. The only thing that I would have would be some of the juniper paste. Um, Amala usually gets that. And, uh, that's about it. Maybe, uh, bathing frequently would help as well.
1: So you don't have any idea what it might be?
0: I'm not sure.
1: All right. How much for the juniper paste?
4: The juniper paste, she is selling at five copper per small vessel.
1: I would, uh, so ten copper to a silver, right? You said she was selling for what? Four? Five. Five? Yes. Five per?
4: Five copper per.
1: Uh, I will give her two silver.
0: Okay. I'll so. take
1: four cans. We might be heading out. I might need some.
0: Oh, are you going out into the forest? Uh, or or uh, on a journey?
1: A brief excursion. We're trying to find one of those total lizards.
0: Oh, yes. Of course. I, I forgot. Uh, please be careful. And um, perhaps you would like to buy some uh, ointment for uh, taking care of wounds as well. The juniper is really good for itching, but it won't cure a wound.
1: I think Mest has us taken care of there, but just out of curiosity, how much do you sell those for?
0: She sold it, I think, for 14
4: copper. 14 copper?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have enough to buy that. We'll have to be back. Anyways, Mest has been learning a thing or two with the yarrow Root, and he's actually been uh, cooking something up in the lab, I think.
0: Yes, tell Mr. Mest I say, hello.
1: Uh, You can tell him yourself he's right here
0: oh hi oh mr mest hello
1: yeah she says hello um while we're here this might help out mest and me uh, is the juniper uh, i'm assuming a flower
0: uh, yes of course um i deal in mostly herbs and flowers
1: does the juniper flower grow out in the forest any yes in what areas could we maybe find it just in case i run out maybe mest could Toy around with it and see if he can make something for it. Well,
0: me. most flowers grow in well-lit areas, and, um, I find mine in the light wood. Occasionally I'll get mine from the caravan that comes into town if I don't feel like going out. All right, thank you. Do you know what it looks like?
1: Oh, no, that would be good to know, too.
0: Uh, so she gets you
4: a brief description. It is a flower that has purple petals on it that usually are upright. They don't usually splay out at all, and they have three, like, little, uh, Pistol, the pistols that are in the center, which are like those little flower stems that are male that bees go and pollinate from. Um, and it has a white center. All right. Is there anything else anyone is buying while they're out?
1: I would probably try and pick up some various supplies, potion and extract making purposes.
4: Okay. Uh, if anyone else is not buying anything, uh, we'll do that scene with Alfred and Al- um, Amali really quick. So Amali is upstairs with Cece.
1: Uh, uh, I would just like to say, while they're out, uh, my character would sing to uh, Cece, try to calm her nerves, but maybe it'll reach her somehow, he thinks.
0: Okay. If uh, we did
1: come back, uh, Smoot would be changing Cece's bandages, making sure that they're fresh.
0: Okay, so everybody's upstairs.
4: Yeah,
1: everyone's tending to her. Absolutely. Okay.
4: Everybody is upstairs. Amali seems to be
3: feeling cramped. Uh, there's a lot of people up here.
1: Oh, I'll get out when they come back. Um, I would actually ask Amali if... We could like step outside the
4: house. Sure. You go over to Amali. He has gone down the stairs to okay. get some space.
1: She did real quick. Would Finnevere still leave if Mest and Amali left the upstairs? I wouldn't leave the room until there was someone else in the room. Oh, I would someone. be up there. I would be up there changing her bandages. All right. Then I would leave if you didn't stop me. Okay. Yeah, no, I wouldn't stop you.
4: Go ahead and ask Amali. Uh, Molly, could
1: you could you step outside with me for a minute?
4: Uh, sure. So you guys head outside. It's still drizzling a little bit, and the sun is starting to set. Uh, but he just says, uh,
3: well, the food is in the kitchen, so we shouldn't wait too long. Uh, what do you need?
1: Figured it'd be better to ask you in private on this, but what
4: exactly
1: is your relation with the Red Guard?
3: Oh, um... Diplomacy.
4: Not too
1: high. Six,
3: Alfred. I'm. I'm sorry. It's not even something I've talked with Finavir about. I'm. I'm working on talking with people about things. The only thing that I can tell you is that they did some bad stuff to Cece, right. and I got her out from where she was.
1: All right. That's all I need to know. Thank now, you. Now, I do have one other thing. Yeah. We're we're heading out. Maybe I know it might not be the best idea, but we should maybe take Cece with us. Would probably, we would probably—we know they're in town. I wouldn't be surprised if they've if they scoured the town a bit. They've already seen her face, so it might be a good idea to keep her away from them. Obviously, uh,
3: I I have thought about that, and I'm I'm not sure. She's not conscious, and the problem is we'd be dragging around a body in a forest, and she would just become a target for the creatures in the forest.
1: True. I'm not saying... I'm not saying we go on an... I'm assuming we're going on a hopefully short trip tomorrow, if anything.
3: Not very short. It could take about five days.
1: All right. Is there some... Are there enough people we you trust here that we could leave her with them?
3: I... There are people that I have talked to already about providing care for her. I, I'm hesitant to discuss it because you never know when people are listening or who might be around.
1: Understandable,
3: but they are people that I trust. All right. But I, I understand where you're coming from, and believe me, I have, I have thought about it. But
1: you, cl- I, you clearly do not like them. Most of the people in the town don't seem to be too fond of them. So.
3: Yeah. Well. the Problem is, is when you're in the forest, everyone has to carry their own weight. Because if you start having to carry someone else's weight, more than likely that person ends up dying. That's just the kind of place it is. It's not forgiving. That's why I had to make sure that you guys could at least take care of yourselves and work as a team. Because if you don't meld, you will get each other killed.
1: You're not wrong.
3: You never know when someone in your party is going to end up being injured or carrying something important or even... Being the target of other enemies, creatures, or people. In a life or death situation, you have to rely on the party to at least back you up. And if you can't trust them now to have your back, then don't expect any different when your life is actually on the line. That's why today was important. And I'm glad that you understand that.
1: Uh, messed is just going to sort of nod in agreement.
3: Anyway, food. Come on. And he goes back inside.
1: All right. Yeah, I'd followed him, him inside as
4: well. Okay. Uh, Smoot, did you want to do something?
1: Just a side note. I rolled a will save for Smoot. I know you were in the area. He's trying to hide it, but Smoot, as he's changing CC's bandages, is crying.
4: My heart just melted. I
1: don't know if you wanted to. I'm at the bottom of the steps. You, I, you could. Can... My stealth is poor. Is he crying
4: or sobbing? Sobbing.
1: That's they're, they're... a pretty. It's 19 for perception. So I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, my my stealth was an 18. Uh.
4: Kelsey peeks her head around from
3: the I kitchen. I will
1: start playing my lute. Uh, from my character's perspective, it's intentional. It's intentional to mask the sound. I'll start singing. We'll say it's a inspire competence. Even. I was just wondering if you would try and have a conversation with him or not. Uh, at least not at the moment, because you do the bandage changing.
4: Okay. So, uh, Smoot is upstairs crying. Kelsey peeked her head around the door, but, or not the door, but around the wall, and then she sees that Finnevere starts playing, and she nods, and she goes back around and into the kitchen to eat. And Alan, I guess you're in the kitchen eating?
1: I am eating, filled with righteous fury.
4: Righteous fury, got it. And David is in the kitchen, playing with his cards and trying to convince Alan to place a bet on something, who knows what at this point. But what's going on upstairs?
1: Well, if no one is going to address him, he's just going through the regular routine of changing CC's bandages as he's kind of contemplating and, like I said, gently sobbing to himself. No one confronts him. He won't say anything. We'll just internalize it.
4: Okay. He internalizes it. It sounds like you want somebody to approach you so bad.
1: I'm just saying I have three pages worth of dialogue written ready at any given time for specific trigger phrases. You know, it's not uncommon for males to have to bottle things up for a really and long just time. just expected to. I mean, on coming back inside, Mess would probably ask if anyone had tended to, uh, Cece's bandages yet.
0: Oh.
3: I'll, um, Amali looks around. I I didn't have a chance to this morning.
1: Smoot would stand up from the loft. (coughs) Um, yeah, I I took care of it.
3: All right. Are you okay?
1: Uh, yeah, just, um, there's some dust up here. You know, my back was itching, so.
3: Are you sure? Because it looks, you- are you having a reaction on your face? Maybe.
1: Who knows? Maybe the rash has spread. Got it my hey, eyes. Maybe you shouldn't be the one tending to the wounded
3: girl. Yeah, please get away from her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, hey, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, Marnie didn't say it was spread or anything.
3: Well, it's on your uh, face. No, no. I'm.
1: Uh, right, it was probably just some dust up here or something that irritated him. Well, just to be on the safe side, we'll have someone else handle it from now on. Step down, plague bringer.
2: You just hear David in the kitchen. I thought he was crying. But what? Don't give me that look, Kelsey. It's, but here.
1: Taylor will go stare fish. daggers at him.
2: Go fish. He just places a card down.
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll pick up a card and I'll point it to him and go, you go fish.
2: No, that's not how this works. You go fish. When I place down the card, you go fish.
1: Okay. How do I do that? You, 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 you draw a card from the center pile. You
2: only do that if
1: you can't pick if you can't play your own card. Oh my gosh. So Smoot overhearing the conversation, getting mildly irritated. Amali brings up a good point. Maybe uh well, I mean kind of it
2: What you're allergic to things? Oh,
1: no 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 no. What if we're gonna be heading out soon, and I'm not gonna be here to change our bandages, and none of us are going to be here to look after her, who are we going to have look after her?
2: About that. Um Guys, I don't... Eh. David puts his cards down. Right.
1: Perfect. David's not going. He can take care of CC.
2: Okay, I was going to have a serious <laughs> conversation about this.
1: David, we all saw it coming. We know you're not much of an outdoorsman. All right. There's no shame in it. We need someone to take care of her. You meld well into the city, folk. I'm sure you'll prosper more in here than you would out there.
2: Oh, that's very touching, Smoot. Much better than what you said to me yesterday. I appreciate it. And he pats you on the back as you
4: come down.
1: Regarding that, though, Amali, if the Red Guard are on to Cece, do you think it would be a good idea leaving her here? (sighs) They know she's been bitten, so they know she'll need attention. If Marnie is seen coming in and out of this building frequently, that may tip them off. Could we hide them maybe at these? I've
3: already talked to Alfred about this. I don't... (sighs) I don't think it's a good idea to bring her along. No, 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 no.
1: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, if Marnie... If we leave her here, and Marnie is seen coming and going from this building, it may tip them off that she is tending to someone. Who else would she be tending to if not Cece? Maybe we could move her to Marnie's place, or Toptee's in the meantime. Someone we can trust. It wouldn't be that suspicious if Marnie is seen leaving the village elders... Were the village elders seen catching up with the local herbalist?
3: Well, if David is staying here, I don't think it's going to matter too much. He can go down to Marnie's and buy the supplies.
1: But does he know how to change her bandages or tend to the wounds?
3: I no, but I can learn. And that is
2: the important thing. Being able to be flexible and learning. That, that is important. I'm just saying.
1: All right, David, let's go. Oh no. We're learning now. Okay, I'm going. It may draw less attention to the place if we temporarily move her. Like I said, it will cause less stress on top Tier Marnie if it's if she's with them and they don't have to make the trek up here every day.
4: Uh, he just takes his hands and rubs them against his temples.
3: I I don't know about you, but actually no, I do know. You I can't hmm. You're really making this hard. Like
1: What I do you mean? I'm just trying to think what would be best I for you. I understand
3: her. your argument. It, it, it makes sense, but at the same time, I can't help but think that listen.
1: Then there's only one option. Amali has to stay. Oh, that is definitely not an option I was putting on the table at all.
0: Are you... Are you... Are you...
1: Do you know where you're going out there, Finavir? I know you've been in the forest, but do you know the forest? I do not. Why don't we let Amali speak? But we could hire a guide. Finavir, Uh, Who's that Jericho fellow? What fellow? Uh, Callus? No. uh, Like, my character has forgotten the name. It's like Jakob, actually.
3: Jakob is the stable master. I mean... He he, he, he has to take care of the animals, Finnevere. Finnevere, I... uh, Hold on, hold on. You want to go out in the forest. And I'm going to say this very plainly. Okay. I don't know everything about Toda. I'm not a stable master, and I don't raise them. But I do know that they like to be in very wet climates. Perfect weather right now. And also, they go in packs. Are you actually telling me right now you think you can take them out, or one of them out, without me?
1: One, but you make an excellent point about the packs I had not previously thought about.
3: Yeah, I don't want to send you guys out there to certain death. What's the point of training you then? What's the point of becoming initiates?
1: Dying would put a huge damper on my future plans, I will concede.
3: I've taken a lot of responsibility on training you guys. Unfortunately, for better or for worse...
1: We would make rather tasty morsels.
3: Oh yes, you'll be great. Great morsels for the Tota. And then, Cece's gonna end up... Well, she'll get better at some point anyway, but... She's gonna end up being in bed like that for a long time. And do you know how long it takes to recover somebody if they haven't been out of a bed for weeks?
1: The atrophy would kick in. Her muscles would deteriorate. She'd have to go through a lot of rehab. Are, are you seriously considering that I was seriously suggesting we just go get eaten? I'm just saying, I don't think us going out on our own is a good idea. I'm with Amalia on this. I don't think Finevere's one option is an option at all. There are two options, which is CC stays here or CC gets moved somewhere. I agree.
3: All right, how about this? I might, uh, I might regret even suggesting this. What if, Big, what if, if things start to look a little hairy, David can determine if she needs to go to Marty's?
1: I think, well, yeah, I definitely think that's up to him on a judgment call.
3: What? Hold on, I'm changing. Wait,
1: no. What would I roll to teach (laughs) What? Do I roll heal to try to teach
4: him to heal?
1: I imagine so.
4: Well, you're a pretty good teacher. Wait, are they
1: upstairs right now? Yes. You better not be touching her bandages I just changed.
4: We're not
2: actually messing with them. I'm showing him what to do. We're practicing on my arm. Well, worst case scenario, I could always talk to Marnie, too. Yes. Right? Yes.
1: Absolutely. But I'm just saying, if her condition worsens to a degree where you do not feel comfortable taking care of her, you get Marnie or Topty here. Or worst case scenario, like Amali said, you bring her to them. You have to use all that stealth and cunning and dexterity.
2: What? Oh, no! no you are
1: no. ten feet up. I am basically shouting. There is no way you do not hear me.
2: You're in the kitchen.
1: We, I cannot fit in the kitchen. I am basically at the dining room table. Okay,
2: perhaps I have selective hearing. I heard like a third of what you said because uh, uh, Alfred is talking in my one ear and you're trying to talk in my other, but you're from below and it's kind of... I'll be down in a moment.
4: Okay, so after some time, David does come down, and you explain the same thing to him. He learned how to change the bandages from you. He also has indicated he knows how to get to Marnie's and whatnot. All
3: right, so I think it's about time we get some sleep and rest up. We will be heading out in the morning.
1: Smoot would walk up to David and put his hands on either side of his shoulders and look him dead in the eye. I'm trusting you to take care of her. If you do not feel confident... Your ability to, or anything worsens, I need you to make sure that Marnie and Topti are here for her, okay?
2: I got it, Smoot. Gosh, trust a teammate, all right?
1: Listen, I'm just saying. If anything were to happen to her, I wouldn't blame you. I blame myself.
2: Wait, no, hold on. What? Technically, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait and wait, you wait. would just walk away with that, leave him with that. But that is not how that works. Okay. Fine. I'm going to sleep.
1: Smoot would go and curl up by a window. Hopefully there's like a little bit of a draft.
4: Okay. Uh, Amali's already lit a fire. So he goes over to his bed. You guys have eaten and you all go to sleep.
1: I'm assuming I also have time for two more potions yes. today. I'm brewing two more cure light wounds. I'm too tired for anything. I'll eat, but I'm not cooking. I'm not maintenance. I'm doing the sleeps. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay.
4: So the light rain continues into the next day and you guys awaken with a strange sense of uncomfort un- discomfort amali gets you guys up he hands each of you a pack he looks at you you your smaller pack travel light and he hands you a small bag all right all right so you all have essentially an adventuring kit with some small things inside of it remember you all still have cloaks from the time that you went to the tavern he gave you, he's letting you use the cloaks he looks at david and nods at him you guys make your way out from the hilltop house down the path and you see that the village is mostly not really empty but not as busy with all the rain you see people dodging um with their arms covering their heads some people carrying like baskets and other things and you see several people riding very large elk very large 14 feet in height riding through the town and as you guys move out of the village the peace of the barrier and the and the humming sound fills your ears and now for the third time you pass through the village's barrier perhaps it's the chill from the rain but a cold sensation washes over you as you step through marching towards the forest Your gear clinking against your back and your footsteps squelching in the wet earth. For some of you, you've only been here for about a week. And for the others, a world they've known all their lives. But again, you're heading towards another unknown destination and unknown future. Somewhere you never would have dreamed to be. All risking your lives for another small light on this planet. And for those of you who have just awoken, each step into the forest brings back a surge of memories. The people... And places that you
0: loved, all gone, all faded to black. But where there is darkness, isn't there also light? And that is where we're going to
4: end off on this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week of The Gate Chronicles. I am very excited to see us actually get out of Ashby and into the forest. So this should be fun. All right. We're all going to
1: die. Again. Again. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of TGC. I hope you all enjoyed, and I hope you're raring for next episode as we actually get to go out into the forest. Uh, But with that being said, if you did enjoy this week's episode, please do let us know on any of our social medias. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at RollFound. You can find us on our Discord server. The link is on our website and also in the description. And like I mentioned, that website, that's missingroleplayerfound.com. We update all of our episodes on there. There's also a bunch of fun character lore, and there are ways to contact us. There's also a link to our Patreon, so if you wanted to support us in other ways, just than your wonderful, heartfelt comments, which really do mean the world to us, you can head on over to our Patreon, where we have a bunch of extra goodies in store. You can get access to early releases of episodes, a bunch of fun merchandise, and various other things which we have listed on there. So... If you do enjoy, please do support us in any way you can. It means the world to us. And we hope to see you back two weeks from now on the Gate Chronicles.
4: All right. Bye, guys. Bye,
1: Bye guys.